and welcome to another episode of Wealth Planning Illuminated. I am your host, Teresa Marks, a senior wealth strategist at CIBC Private Wealth in the U.S. I am joined today by my colleague, Leslie Kehoe, also a senior wealth strategist at CIBC Private Wealth. In today's episode, Leslie and I will discuss philanthropic mission statements, including what are they and what are the elements that go into a philanthropic mission statement? And then how does someone use a mission statement in their own philanthropy? All right, with that, let's get started. So Leslie, as we get into year end, a lot of our clients are starting to think about their philanthropy. And often we see clients actually doing what's called a philanthropic mission statement. So what is a philanthropic mission statement? A philanthropic mission statement is basically a way for people to put the purpose of their giving into words, a way to formalize it. So exactly like a mission statement for a business, a philanthropic mission statement gives clear direction for you and everyone else in the world as to what your charitable purpose is, both now and long into the future. So why would a family or a group of individuals maybe trying to engage in a, in a similar philanthropic endeavor, why would they do one of these? So someone might find it helpful to create a philanthropic mission statement if they really want to focus their charitable giving. Sometimes you can feel pulled in a lot of different directions. You may be getting a lot of competing demands. You may feel pulled in all these different directions. So going through the process of creating a philanthropic mission statement can really allow you to focus your charitable giving. You also might want to create one if you want to leave a concrete legacy of charitable giving for your family. You know, it's a statement that will give your family direction into the future about what your charitable intentions were. Or you also just might want to create more impact with your charitable giving. So those are some of the reasons you might want to think about this. So it really serves as a guide not only to those people engaging in the philanthropy, but really people in future generations that might be trying to carry on someone else's philanthropy. Yeah, it's a charitable reference for everyone into the future. Perfect. So if a client is thinking about putting one of these together, what goes into it? What what are the elements of a mission statement for philanthropy? One thing to keep in mind is that a philanthropic mission statement is really personal and the concept is very flexible. So really you could put into it anything that would motivate you or be helpful to you. But often I see three specific elements in a philanthropic mission statement, your three pieces of the puzzle, if you will. So the three I see most often are your motivations for giving, your personal giving style, and your core philanthropic causes. Okay, so let's start with that motivation question. How how do people think about their motivations? What what should they be asking themselves or thinking about as they put that element of the philanthropic mission statement together? People tend to give for lots of different reasons. People give for personal fulfillment. They give for tax reasons. They may give for legacy purposes. They may have something specific that had happened to them that motivated them to give. So in a nutshell, what people should be thinking about is why do you feel called to give back to your community? And it's really meaningful if you can include this personal motivation for giving in your philanthropic mission statement. 
So is this something that, you know, a lot of people, you know, like, let's say a matriarch or patriarch is, you know, working on their philanthropic mission statement? Is this something that they often kind of do they bring their, you know, kids and grandkids or their other loved ones and friends that might be involved? Do they bring them into that part of the conversation as well? Or how does that all work together? I think it's a great idea to bring your loved ones into this process if possible. I mean, you don't have to do that. Again, all of this is a very personal process. But I think engaging your family makes it a lot more meaningful for the rest of your family and just increases the chances they're going to be on board with whatever Mm -hmm. your personal philanthropic goals are. And, you know, getting them involved makes it a lot more of a family bonding experience. It allows you to pass down a lot of your goals and inspirations to your family. So it's a great way to engage your family. And so I think, yes, I would recommend engaging your family or loved ones if you can in this process. And so it's probably part of the motivations, but also part of the other two elements you mentioned as well with the with the giving style and then ultimately the causes. Absolutely. Great. Okay, so let's turn to giving style. What, what do you mean by giving style and, and how does that work with the mission statement? So when you're thinking about your giving style, you're thinking about how you want your giving to impact your charitable cause. The motivation for giving is the why. The giving style is the how. And again, this concept is super flexible, so you can really involve whatever you want in it. But a few aspects of giving style that I think are helpful to include in a philanthropic mission statement are, for instance, what kind of impact are you looking at? Do you want to impact your community at a local level? Do you want to impact your community at a state level or a national level or an international level? If that's a desire, then I think articulating that in your philanthropic mission statement is very helpful for you when you're focusing mm-hmm. your on your charitable giving. It's also very helpful for others. Um, something else that you might include that's part of your giving style, but that you might want to include in your philanthropic mission statement is, are you looking to have an immediate impact with your charitable giving, or are you really thinking long-term? Are you investing in improving things for future generations? If that's something that you care passionately about, I think that's something else helpful to include. Okay. And then, so so once you know your your how, you know, and, and your why, then it, then we go to causes, right? So I'm assuming that's our who or our what. Um, so so what should people be thinking about when it comes to their cause and, and how to articulate that in the mission statement? So lots of people like to focus on a particular cause or causes because it allows them to really focus their resources, both time and money, and really maximize their impact. Of course, you don't have to do that. You know, you could continue to spread your charitable dollars among multiple causes. But if you really wanted to focus your resources, you know, you could settle on a core cause or a few core causes. So if you are focusing on a specific cause, whether it's education or affordable housing or food insecurity, you would want to articulate that in your philanthropic mission statement. So again, it's kind of working with your family and your loved ones to really kind of target that cause and, and think about that cause. What do you do when people disagree, right? I mean, if you're, if you're at a table with, you know, you know, people that are engaged in this endeavor and maybe it feels like people are, are separate or not kind of on the same page. Do you have suggestions for how, how to get them on the same page, if you will? So it's a great question because, I mean, there's an unlimited number of core causes that people could be interested in. But I think one good way to think about it is that there's often overlap 
even if you think people actually have competing core causes, I think once you sit down and talk to people about it, you realize that there's some overlap. So I mentioned affordable housing and food insecurity and education. Once you start to realize, like, if you improve education, you're going to improve food insecurity or affordable housing, or if you improve food insecurity, you're going to, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a cycle that will help, you know, all causes. So I think once you realize that there's a lot of overlap among the core causes, then you can really start to find some common um, consensus among family members. I think the other thing that's helpful when you're dealing with family members with competing causes is once you start to listen to why people are interested in a particular cause, then you know where they're coming from and that makes it easier to find some consensus and some overlap. And, and I do think philanthropy is one of those things that can bring people together. No, kind of no matter what your perspectives are when you sit at the table, I think as you talk and the, the idea is doing good for others or, you know, certain causes. And I think, as you said, once you listen to that and you find that common ground, I think the, the philanthropic mission statement can be a really great way to bring people together, bring a family together, friends together around a, a common goal. And I think that that helps with, you know, what do we have in common rather than what sets us apart? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So once somebody puts this together, right, they've got their motivations, their giving style, their cause, and maybe they've written this out in a way that resonates with them. How do they use it? What's the benefit of having something like this? Well, the way to use the three um, elements is basically your philanthropic mission statement might be done at the end of the day if you have those three elements. And I should say, even if you don't think you want a philanthropic mission statement, I think walking through those three elements or something similar is great for any philanthropist. But let's say you have walked through those three exercises and you've decided on your motivation for giving and you sort of know your giving style and you focused on a particular cause. You can basically take those three elements and put them together and voila, you have a philanthropic mission statement. It's, it's done. Um, so an example that I use quite a bit, so let's say your motivation for giving is that you had a grandfather who was a refugee when they came to the United States. And let's say your giving style is that you really want to focus on your local community. And let's say your core cause is affordable housing. Those are your three elements. Put them together and your mission statement can be in order to honor the legacy of our grandfather who came to this country as a refugee. I seek to alleviate homelessness by improving access to affordable housing in my local community. There it is. There's your uh, mm -hmm. philanthropic mission statement. Well, I think that's really nice, too, because you've got that mission statement. So when you get a request from a local charity or, you know, a friend, you can say, OK, well, does this correspond to my mission statement? It doesn't mean you can't give to that, but I think it really helps as a guide. Like, is this what I want to do? Is this is this why I put these charitable dollars to work? Right. So I always tell people, if you've got the philanthropic mission statement, a really good thing to do with it is to frame it and put it up in your home or put it up in your office. And that way it's handy when you need it as a resource. So like you said, if you're thinking about, you know, who to give grants to, if you're thinking about how to invest your charitable dollars, if you're thinking about where to volunteer your time, you can take out that philanthropic mission statement and it's a great resource for you and then later on for your family if they're continuing your charitable legacy. 
I think what you, you just said something there that I think really resonated, you know, you said where you might volunteer your time as well. You know, I think something that I really like about the philanthropic mission statement, it's not just for people that have a $20 million family foundation. It can be somebody that's saying, okay, I want to get my family involved in volunteer opportunities, or I've got a $10,000 donor advised fund. It can really help all philanthropy and all charitable giving, regardless of the size or the how, you know, whether you're donating your time or you're donating dollars. I think that that can, it really can resonate across a lot of different people and a lot of different, you know, uses of philanthropy. Everyone wants to feel good about their philanthropic giving. So, you know, you really might want this philanthropic mission statement to focus that giving, you know, whether you're giving away $100 a year or $100 million a year. Yes, it can really resonate for everyone. Well, thank you so much, Leslie. I think this was this was a really great discussion on how people can really focus their philanthropy, whether it's informal or formal, but really thinking about those elements of the mission statement from the why and the motivations to the how and the giving style, and then ultimately the, the who or the what with the, with the causes. So thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. It's my pleasure. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Wealth Planning Illuminated. We hope you found this topic interesting and that you will continue to explore the variety of wealth planning topics available to you on this channel. Thank you and have a great day. CIBC Private Wealth Management includes CIBC National Trust Company, CIBC Delaware Trust Company, CIBC Private Wealth Advisors Incorporated, all of which are wholly owned subsidiaries of CIBC Private Wealth Group LLC and the private banking division of CIBC Bank USA. All of these entities are wholly owned subsidiaries of Canadian Imperial Bank of Commerce. This document is intended for informational purposes only, and the material presented should not be construed as an offer or recommendation to buy or sell any security. Concepts expressed or current as of the date of this publication only may change without notice. Such concepts are the opinions of our investment professionals, many of whom are chartered financial analyst charter holders or certified financial planner professionals. Certified Financial Planner Board of Standards Incorporated owns the certification marks CFP and Certified Financial Planner in the U.S. There is no guarantee that these views will come to pass. Past performance does not guarantee future comparable results. The tax information contained herein is general and for informational purposes only. CIBC Private Wealth Management does not provide legal or tax advice, and the information contained herein should only be used in consultation with your legal, accounting, and tax advisors. To the extent that information contained herein is derived from third-party sources, although we believe the sources to be reliable, we cannot guarantee their accuracy. The CIBC logo is a registered trademark of CIBC used under license. Investment products are not FDIC insured, may lose value, and are not bank guaranteed.